is going on, folks? It's your guy, Tom again, TG, the disheveled looking human being on your screen, uh, here for Ice Cold Sports, America Sports Show, along with my favorite guest, the one, the only, the man with the plan, Mr. Zachary Lyons. What is going on? How are we doing? Z Money. You're you're looking great, by the way, TG. Terrible. Just woke up from a nap. Don't listen to the haters. Woke up from a nap. What are you going to do? Ate too much as my early dinner because I've been only eating one big meal uh, a day now. Uh, And it's been bad. Um, That sounds like a grad school lifestyle to me. What are you going to do? We'll start out with the biggest story in sports right now, I guess, which would be the Brady and his 600th uh, touchdown pass fall. Uh, basically, he threw it, got thrown into the stand, given to a fan in the stands, and then it was like, oh, wait, it's the 600th ball. We need to get back. They did negotiations with the fan, and then he didn't get that much for it. And then people started clowning him online, like, you should have gotten more, which I guess is fair. I mean, get, get that, you know, you got to get paid. Uh, and then he got a little bit more, but then they were still saying he got gypped. Uh, I heard I heard Brady gave him like one single Bitcoin, gave, which is not bad. He gave him a Bitcoin, uh, and I think he gets some other stuff too. It's pretty. I mean, it's all good now. He got a bunch of stuff. But what do you think about the reaction by everybody? Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. Folks are folks are always going to have stupid shit to say on the bird app at this with where we are in society. Um, I, I will say this guy, uh, this guy was a lot nicer than what I would have been if I caught this ball. I, I would have held it for ransom, frankly. It'll be funny if you're like in the stadium, you just whip out a gun like, anyone moves, the gun, the ball gets it. <laughs> Uh, Tried to harm it in some way. Yeah. Uh, now let's talk about kind of three different teams that stink right now, that suck real bad. Start with the Bears, and then we'll go into the your Broncos, and then the Chiefs, the surprising sucky team. We could call it a suck-off, if you think about it. Um, start with the Bears, because they all played against the Buccaneers. I'm really upset you didn't think that was funny. Uh, the Bears stink. Terrible performance. Offensive line looked horrendous. Uh, Justin Fields got coughed up the rock like three times during the game, uh, and that was because the, the 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 pass rush got to him immediately. It was it was terrible. Thoughts? I uh, found it kind of weird that the Bears cut both their starting tackles in the offseason going That's into. Bad. Bad. Going into a spot where, you know, you knew there might be some transition at quarterback on, especially, you know, there might be a rookie coming in that did end up being the case. Um, I don't think any of this is indicative of Justin Fields career, uh, future career. I think he's just kind of making the best with what he has right now and what he has right now is an offense devoid of weapons and an offense devoid of protection. Um, Khalil Herbert, I think is really the only good thing going for that Bears offense right now. What do you think TG? 
when Montgomery comes back, he will also be very good. Yeah, it's it sucks. Um, I don't. I also do not blame uh, Fields. I think it's unfair to do so. I think that he's going to be. I mean, I think he's going to have a lot of good times in the future. This offseason, if they don't add a bunch of guys on the offensive line, I will be pissed. Uh, and but I mean, at the same time, they're probably. I mean, if it keeps going at this rate, uh, everyone in the front office will be gone this offseason. So I don't know. We'll see. I feel like I, I saw Alan Robinson's face on the side of a milk carton recently, too. Robinson has played – has actually – you know what? He's played poorly, actually. He's actually played somewhat badly. Like, there are he's, multiple – there's been a couple plays where he's not where he should be. Like, he he's, should be going – I mean, they don't have the, the rapport yet. That will come. He's droppable in fantasy right now. It's He's, like, not even a fantasy-relevant player. It's a real bummer. Sad. Very sad. Uh, talk about your Broncos, and we're going to be just talking about my misery. Let's talk about your misery. Uh, Browns played the Broncos on Thursday. Browns literally just threw a bunch of dudes off the street on the field. Uh, Case Keenum, never Broncos legend, came out to play, and the Broncos, who were mostly healthy, lost. Uh, where are you at with this team, and when is – John Elway just going to take executive action and just uh, and just uh, take the whole franchise hostage again. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up for my boy Teddy real quick. I know I know the numbers haven't looked great recently, but he's been forced into playing a lot of hero ball with where with some of the spots the defense has been leaving him in. Um, that's where a lot of the interceptions have been coming from recently, trying to make plays down the field in situations where the Broncos just need to come back. Um, the defense is not playing as well as advertised. The linebackers and just the front seven in general are really banged up right now. Uh, at one point in that Thursday night game, we're missing all four defensive or I'm sorry, all four linebacker starters. Um, so that was a serious blow. It felt like, I was just, I was getting so tired of watching the Browns line up in 12 personnel and just blow us off the ball and do whatever they wanted. Um, it just felt like they kept going to those two tight end looks and Duranus Johnson had all day, um, all the space in the world to run in that, in that awesome zone run game that Stefanski has. So uh, credit to the Browns. They, they played a really solid game uh, when they were definitely very shorthanded. Um it's just, it's tough. It's like injuries and coaching are like just the, the thing, like the, it feels like that's been the Broncos season, like four years in a row now. And it I sucks. Don't pick. Absolutely. Yeah. Him and Shermer. I was, I was surprised the move didn't come on Friday. Makes sense. Makes sense. And then we'll talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Maybe one of the most surprising teams in the NFL to be terrible. Uh, it's been bad. And Patrick Mahomes does not look great. And Jackson Mahomes seems to be dancing all over his grave. Like he quite, might be quite literally did with Sean Taylor. Um, did, you, did you see that? Sorry, real quick. Did you see that TikTok where like Mahomes, Jackson is doing like a TikTok dance and Pat is just like sitting and enjoying his dinner in the restaurant, just looking like he's having tough. absolutely none of this shit? It's tough. It's tough. I mean, I've always been of the opinion that if I were – Related to someone famous, I would take full advantage of it. Now, that being said, I wouldn't like try to like drain them money, but I mean, you got all, a rising tide, you know, uh, floats all boats. Uh, having said that, 
he just – I think – you know what? Credit to Jackson. Here's the spin zone. He's taking the pressure off his brother right now because this this Chiefs team is not good. It isn't good. Although yeah, he, also, he also should be fair – to be fair also to Jackson, everyone got upset of him for standing on Sean Taylor's number. Uh, but then we found out that the football team was – having them stand on, like, VIPs stand there. So, like, but anyways, Chiefs stink. What do you think? That was a, that was a fun rhyme you did leading into that. Um, I, you're, you're right about Jackson taking some of the heat off Mahomes, uh, off of Patrick Mahomes, because uh, he's, he's near, he is a top five interception thrower in the NFL right now. And, you know, some of those have been good throws that go, you know, go off the receiver's hands. I don't necessarily blame them for all, blame him for all of them. But when you combine terrible defense with turnovers, that's exactly where it, like, it's, it's just exactly what you're going to get with where the Chiefs are at right now. It is a tough scene. Tough scene. Also, a little update. We're going to talk a little bit about the World Series in a little bit. Uh, but we're not going to have a full recap of the game because game one's going on right now. Jorge Soler, uh, first leadoff home run in the top of the first inning of game one in World Series history. Wow. Soler power. Cubs legend. Um, yeah. Um, let's move on to the collegiate level, the collegiates. Uh, the game of the weekend probably, or what felt like the game of the weekend, was Illinois-Penn State, surprisingly. Illinois comes in after Brett Bellema. Did you see the clip that was going around of him, like, trashing his offensive line? It may have been taken out of context or something about recruiting. No, I didn't, but I also saw them line up in a formation where they had, like, eight offensive linemen on the field. So Big Ten maybe football. that's what he was doing to compensate. Big Ten football at its finest. People were wondering if, like, they would even come out to play. And they have a nine-overtime, sicko-mode orgy of Big Ten football. And you had to love every second of it. I mean, I, I was watching that with glee. And if you don't know out there, after two overtimes now, you have to go for two. Just that's all it is. It's a two-point conversion showdown. Uh, and it's beautiful. It was so cool, and the way the end zones looked, and the way the, the way of the field looked, and how their jerseys looked, it felt like I was watching a game from 1987. It was sweet. I loved it so much. Illinois came out with the win, uh, nine overtime. It's not cheap that they will say this is the longest game in, in, in college ball history. It wasn't because I mean the overtimes went by like that, you know. Yeah, it wasn't the longest by like total total like hours and minutes of game time. It, it was just the longest by total periods. But even in periods, that was they were barely even periods. So that yeah. was kind of cheap. But I loved that game. Thoughts? Um, I think it was the most. It's the most Big Ten thing ever that they played four quarters, nine overtimes, and I'm pretty sure this game still did not go over. I can't remember what the number was, but yeah. I think it, it finished yeah. like 20 to 18. And I think the, I think the total was somewhere in the mid forties. And Sean Clifford um, was playing. Oh, he was, I he didn't, was. I didn't think he was going to start. He was in, he was playing. So, oof. Yeah, that's tough. I, that was a, a hell of a matchup. Hell of a contest. People on Twitter were all complaining 
well, what is this? Those people are losers. It's like you when you complain about the big the, the, the NFC East. You're like, the, I don't appreciate the, foot, the, the bad football, the sicko of football, uh, along with the good ones. I, yeah, this year I definitely have become more of a sicko when it comes to watching bad football. I think Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones is like one of my, one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch now, just cause oh. like, it just feels like he's like not in like full control of all of his limbs at any, oh, no, at any one not. given time. Like I wouldn't, I would want to like, I would, I would want like, if I was a giant, I would have like someone around to like help him cross the street and like make sure that things things go well and he's having a good season there's, there's no accidents there it's just like yeah it's like when he turns the ball over it's just a complete catastrophe every time it just seems like there's always like guys flying around and i love i, I don't love know. daniel jones i love him uh moving on uh we're gonna talk about uh oklahoma i forgot i was following this game very closely maybe the game of football the closest on Saturday, it felt like was this game. Uh, the I, I really thought Oklahoma was going to be Kansas. I really thought it looked like it for three quarters. And you, looked, you mean you mean Kansas was going to be sorry, Oklahoma? Kansas, yeah, Kansas, I thought Kansas was going to be Oklahoma. It really looked like it. I mean, and it's one thing if it was like in the first quarter, Kansas scored first, and now it'd just be a fluke kind of thing. But it was three quarters where Kansas was clearly the better team clearly the better team like it was not it wasn't a question and they opened up the stadium for the fans to come in uh to, to fill the place up a little bit and then it all went downhill in the fourth uh it, spencer rattler's replacement didn't look that great um caleb, I, caleb I, turned it on late caleb, though. caleb caleb did not look he, he looked turned it on great on late but i mean he was also playing you know Who's playing Kansas? Yeah. Uh, thoughts? Yeah, um, Kansas absolutely did not have a talent advantage in this game. I think that part is clear. Uh, but they definitely had a giving a shit advantage, and that is a that is a serious serious factor that we sometimes fail to consider when we're looking at games and making picks in the middle of the week. Um, that was that was Kansas' Super Bowl, and Oklahoma thought they were just going to walk in, roll right over them. Uh, shout out! Shout out Jayhawks! They punched above their weight on Saturday, despite the uh, uh, Lance Leipold, their new, their new head coach, uh, out from uh, from Buffalo. He's uh, he's he he was at he Wisconsin Whitewater Division Three for like a billion years, won a b- bunch of national championships, came to uh, Buffalo, way from D one to FBS, did well there, and then got hired. Kansas and yeah, he's looking pretty good there. So good shot out of him. Yeah, that's awesome. Seems like a program building type of guy. Big time. Big time. Uh and then quickly Oklahoma State lost to Iowa State, no longer undefeated. We didn't see that one coming. Iowa State students and fans stormed the field despite being who cares? Seven point favorite. I don't care. I don't care. I know, care. Don't I know care. not I know not. I know not everyone operates in that world like we do, but it's just have a little presence of mind. I guys. do. I do not. I do not <laughs> field storm shame. I would. I mean, unless you're Clemson, who does it after every single game. Unless you're them, you're all good in my book. Um, 
Finally, speaking of Clemson, Clemson stinks. Pitt is pretty good. Pitt might win the might win the ACC. That might happen. Yeah, Kenny Kenny Pickett is just like good now. I don't That's a get tough it. name. That's a tough name too. Be good at football. <laughs> It's like he he was just an incredibly average power five quarterback for like this is this is his fifth full season of football because like last year didn't count eligibility wise. And I guess I mean, just spending this much time playing D1 college football, eventually you're going to get good at it. So shout out Panthers. Yeah, shout out to them big time. I mean, uh, uh, imagine for a second. I mean, they're, they're good. I mean, uh it also is a sicko football team, if you think about it. They've had so many sicko games over the last like ten years. It's not oh, absolutely. Didn't time. they play? They were one of the. They were one of the teams that contested the the four to three, the game that finished four to three, right? I believe so. Wasn't wasn't that like a? I feel like that was like an old Big East game a few years ago when the Big I, East played football. I mean, three nothing or zero zero. There was one of those, but I know there was a four to three finish in like the last twenty years. I'm going. I think I'm just going crazy, but yeah, you're. You're. I mean, I'm pretty sure that probably happens. Um, yeah, shout out. Well, uh, we'll get the research department working on that one. We will. Uh, finally, uh, Bama and Tennessee, surprisingly close game. Shout out to Tennessee, but uh, the 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 Bama fans brought their cigars and were able to smoke them after this game. Uh, not really fair to Tennessee because the score was a lot. The, the final score was not indicative of the game itself, but tough ending for Tennessee. Tennessee's been pretty good this year. Pretty good. Yeah, um, I've been a huge fan of. I, I I know they went to Milton, the Michigan's transfer to start the season. He's got a he's got a really live arm, but he struggled to find some accuracy. And then they went to Hendon Hooker, who's been like really one of the better dual threat quarterbacks just anywhere in the FBS this year. He's get, he's gotten knocked out of a couple games, just like, you know, taking some hard hits, not getting down the slide. But I, I think Tennessee has something there, um, at least for this year. I think he's like a grad grad transfer um, eligibility wise. So um, balls, balls look, I'm not going to say they're like, you know, like a New Year's Six Bowl type kind of team, but the Vols look good. Would wouldn't you say so down in SEC country? They do look very good right now. Their offense, especially. Yeah, shout out to Hendon Hooker. I mean, it's a little strange that a, a guy who's a volunteer, uh, uh, the the the, got, the volunteers are led by a hooker. Uh, <laughs> but you know, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Finally, Braves. Uh, right now up to nothing on the Astros. Is America all rooting for the Braves? I think they are, right? They have to be. Yeah, if if you pulled, I mean, if you pulled this amongst baseball fans, I bet you like 95% of folks would be on yeah. the Braves. You're right. Um, they just, it's like, it's, I mean, you know, everyone was rooting in the Nat- for the Nationals in 2019 too, before we even, before we even knew anything about the, that's true. The Astros, Chicago. Well, they were like they were so. like a team of. I love that word. Uh, I, you're right because they were like a Cinderella team, kind of like the Braves are right now. Uh, also, that was very funny because the Nationals won it the year after they lost Bryce Harper, and that was like a tough look for Bryce. Uh, the the kind of like the oh go go ahead make your point sorry no go for it. 
I was going to say just like the Mariners winning like 117 games or whatever they did the year after A-Rob left. It had those same sort of vibes to it. Yeah. Very good point. Very good point. A little, uh, little bit of Ewing theory. Also, it's very funny that, uh, that, that Atlanta lost the All-Star game, which was good for me because I got to go to the All-Star game in Denver. Uh, but now they're host there in the World Series. That, that feels like a weird like uh, turnaround a little bit, a little bit of a kind of a, a, an interesting one. Obviously, around here is a big deal because this is Atlanta, sort of like the baseball team around here, of uh, Northern Florida and Georgia and all that stuff. But um, you know, you're not a you're not a Miami Marlins fan, TG. Oh, you know exactly what team of fan I am. I'm a yeah. fan of, and they're not in the playoffs right now. They're currently at home scratching their balls, you know, waiting to <laughs> see what to see what they're going to do next. I still, you know what? Here's one rant for you. The it wasn't until like 111 games into the season that the Braves uh, got over 500. So that made, and they were like worse than us when the Cubs decided to sell everything off. So. What could this Cubs team have done if they had stayed the course and played and decided to, to go all in and all that stuff? They lose a couple more. They just they, they win a couple more games and kind of avoid a slide a little more. And they they buy at the trade deadline. And maybe who knows what they do. So that's all I got to say. Yeah, baseball, baseball is just a funny thing. You produce 162 games worth of data on a team, and then it just all comes down to whose who's bat gets hot at the right time. It's That's all sports, though. Yeah. It's just – it's ba- were, baseball, it feels a lot, baseball it feels a lot more amplified just because, yeah, you know, yeah. we play we – play we play 162 regular season games and what we play like – you you can I think the maximum what's the maximum a team can play in an MLB postseason? Wouldn't it let's see quick math like 20, 20-ish games? Twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, no, no, no. Twenty. Twenty. It's twenty. It's twenty. It's twenty. It's eight, seven, uh, and seven. Yeah. So it's like if you um, it, it, you're playing like less than. Oh no! It's twenty one. It's twenty one. I'm not thinking. So, so you're deciding the fate of the season in a span of time that is functionally like one eighth of the size of your regular season. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just sorry. I'm stupid. Baseball ranting now. It's 22. Fuck. I am just. My brain's nowhere right now. <laughs> it's because okay. It, I had... it's one. The, 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 no, it's all right. So if you you could play, you could play. It's twenty. It's twenty. It's twenty. Yeah. Because the wild card's one game. It's five games in the NLDS. Five, seven games in LCS and then seven games in the World Series. Seven, seven, 14, five, that's 19, one, that's 20. Fuck you, yeah. everyone out there. <laughs> kidding. I love all of you, but I'm, my brain right now just is dead. Like I said, I woke up from my nap. Now my brain's just melted all over the place. It's like ice cream okay. all over the floor right here. Uh, uh oh. Thank you all it's- for watching and listening. Uh, shout out Zach Lyons coming on once again. Uh, and that's about it. Thank you all for watching. And this has been Ice Cold Sports. See you guys.